0: I was just talking to somebody who worked for British Airways, cabin crew, and they basically, during the COVID pre- period, just went, okay, I, I, I just need to do something to survive. Having got their whole career to one point and ended up accepting a job in a restaurant in Tunbridge Wells near us, yep. literally wait, waitering, yeah? He said he walked through and on the first day there was a British Airlines pilot waitering as well. Hello, this is Dr. Rowe. Completely different generations tackle the most challenging topics that people are facing today. The mission is to provide you with what you need in order to create a turning point in your life now. Above all else, the main reason that we chose to create these shows is because we both have a passion for helping people go through life transformation, for improving their lives, for taking their lives to a completely different level. And it's our hope, our genuine sincere hope that by the end of each of these episodes, you will have gained at least one insight which you can take away and apply directly into your life. Practical tools, voices that come from both generations, younger generation with tips and tools, older generation with a sense of wisdom and experience. So you can help unlock your true potential to give you the opportunity to make changes both on a personal, professional financial and relationship level to give you a chance to impact both your life and the lives of other people around you. So we welcome you. We welcome you to The Cicado Show. Before we jump into the show, let me just tell you a little bit about becoming a Cicado supporter now. If you love what we do on the show, have gained transformational insights and positive outcomes or any small shifts which have allowed you to create turning points in your life, then please head to cicado.com and become a supporter of the show now. By supporting the show, we can continue to expand by getting you better quality production, spending more time deep diving important topics and creating more exclusive supporter perks as well as getting great guests on. And by the way, as a thank you for becoming a supporter, and depending on which supporter tier you select at Cicado.com, these perks range from my weekly recipe for success emails through to audios and video courses from my 23 Steps to Success, which includes online modules on how to find your life balance, gaining confidence, improving your time management, making successful career transitions, understanding financial independence, creating a life purpose, understanding and how to manage your money, becoming a money master, understanding negotiation techniques, learning to communicate more effectively and so much more. So don't delay, it takes less than two minutes and you can become a Cicado supporter helping to expand the show and get special perks as a thank you. Become a supporter now at cicado.com. Let's get back to the show.
1: Hello, it's Harms here and welcome to a Cicado Short. I wanna get straight into this one today and we are talking about the education system. Specifically, the question I wanna ask Ro today is, is the education system out of date? So, without
0: any delay, well, let's get into it. Thanks, Arms. I think, and welcome everybody. I think this is a topic that we need to pile straight into. I know it's a short, hopefully, it's not too long a short. <laughs> but uh, my answer to that, I guess, it's a great question. I mean, I came through, you and I come through different eras. I came through the very specific sausage machine that was then a really conventional approach to education. It was and it's still being taught today, I think the fundamentals is get a good education. Let's rewind a minute. We're told, get a good education. Were you told the same thing? Yep. Uh, once you get a good education, get a good job. Were you told the same thing? Yep. So it's 20 years between us. There's this is fascinating in it. My mum was told the same thing. So that and she's 80 just recently. Were you then told in your good get a good education, get a good job, and start climbing the corporate ladder? Yes. And um, were you then told be a good idea to probably buy a house and start paying off your mortgage? Yep and then think about getting married and, you know, plan for long-term in terms of your career. Yeah. And um, and then what? Pension at the end? Is and it? then retire with a fantastic pension. Right. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So <laughs> what's that 40, 50 years and there's no freaking change whatsoever? No change. I think the way to tackle this question is a great question, Harman, Is what is the world we want our kids to grow up in? You know, you've got a young boy who's how old is he now? He's coming up, He's to, coming up to 10 months. I can't, recording. I, can't, I can't believe it. I was thinking this nearly a year. Um, I've got a 12 and a six-year-old, and it's this ev- constant conversation that's happening at the moment for us is, what's the world that our children are growing up into? And if the world is going to be different, which we know it is, what is the education that they need to have to serve them best in that world? And do we believe that they have to just go and take exams and get a job and form, go into a career, which I know I don't, and I know pretty much you don't. Yeah. So I think we have to address it that way. And if we look at the conventional education system previously, the funnel was very much about, uh, certainly for me, and I'm pretty much sure it was for you, an Asian background as well. We're, we're taught to get a good result, and, uh, mm. isn't it? It's very much focused yep. on that. So I look at it as... You go back to this Victorian period. People were even the uniform system. Think about uniform. We we want children to be different, and yet we put them in a uniform. Yeah. What's that mean? Uniform. It's like we want you to all look the same. (laughs) Uh, And they have their justifications for that, but fundamentally, the problem with the justifications is one is one argument is that everyone feels the same. You know, they don't want to stand out. But hold on, we want children to. Be able to think differently so they can be able to stand out in their own way. Express themselves from day one. Right. So there's a conflict there straight away. But for, certainly for us, it was you had to take a set of exams and a set of courses, classes that were compartmentalized by nature. So you'd come out of French, you're going to maths, but there was no real world connection between the two. There was no real world connection between the two, and there was no real
1: world context on how you apply this. Of right. course, French is French, but how, what does that mean? What does learning that language mean when you are? entering the real world beyond school beyond these social circles beyond the friends you've got what does it mean and I think fundamentally the education system was built around putting people into a factory job and once they achieve that en masse nobody's really revisited it they, they haven't revamped it. They haven't changed well, it. They haven't adapted it to the world we are in.
0: Yeah. And the factory, well, I mean, if, if we're talking about a factory job, we're talking about as well, it, was, it would separate people to the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So, management, and there was this separation between the classes. But add to that, then the whole, I mean, there's a big backdrop to all this. Isn't there? You're either in arts or you were science. Remember that? It was literally arts or science. It was arts or science. Yeah. You, you kind of had that separation. And well, can't the two go together? Oh no 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 no! Oh, they're very arty. They're very arty. Yeah, Probably won't make yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, that, this is the whole thing I grew up with, and, and that still lingers. Oh that, my god, it's still there. It's still there massively. So I mean, look what's happened with COVID. The government will make announcements to people who are actors and people in the arts. Maybe you should go and you know get get a job doing something which you, something completely different instead of why do you why do you have to do that? What? Yeah, people. Yeah, but I want to stay. This this is my this is my craft. I was just talking to somebody who. Worked for British Airways, cabin crew, and they basically be, during the COVID pre- period just went, okay, I, I, I just need to do something to survive. Having got their whole career to one point and ended up um, accepting a job in a restaurant in Tunbridge Wells near us, yep. literally wait, waitering. Yeah. He said he walked through and on the first day, there was a British Airlines pilot waitering as well. Wow. You know, you wow. think how many years this guy has gone for an educational wow. system to get to that point there. Which which
1: society thinks is the pinnacle of jobs, you know, become a pilot. That's right, got a right. prestige The, ex- to the exclusivity, of exclusivity
0: of that. Really. And, and I think, I mean, the shock of, there's several shock factors. One is you've got a cabin crew. And it's not about less or but, but you know, one has got a higher level of career, but they're, own, they're both due to a set of circumstances. This is about 35 minutes from where we're recording this, are both working in the same... Uh, restaurant as waiters but somewhere in the system it didn't teach them how to pivot how to adapt maybe go entrepreneurial relearn literally really re-le- yeah. the whole exactly the relearning process and they didn't have anything else they they became so narrow as I did as my PhD they, get, they, get, they got so focused down so you know, is it out of date? It's fucking hugely out of date. In my my personal opinion. I think it's expired. You know, it, I think it's expired. <laughs> it's, it's done. Yeah, good. I like that. We go in the supermarket, UK education, well, global education system is on the shelf. Oh my gosh. Sell by date. It's, it's done. It's done. Yeah. So I think that, you know, the, the, the big thing here is if you listen to this, you're a parent, is... And the, you know, here's another thing, Harmed. and we've got two kids, right? So we've been through this and our kids have gone through a non-conventional system of education is parents are frigging obsessed with their ki- our kids getting behind. Like we went to a school where Savannah didn't learn to read until she was six stroke seven. And yet I had people saying, even in my family, aren't you worried about that? Are you, are you worried about the fact that she might read late? And I'm like, well, hold on a minute. But we're putting kids to a point where they have to take a test at four or five now. They're being forced or being told to read at three, four years yeah, of age, yeah. but they don't have an aspiration to necessarily read. So by the time they get to Savannah's age, when she was six, a lot of kids don't want to read, where she was desperately need to read. You've seen my youngest. She's like, all she wants to do now is she's really hungry to read. She's six. Yeah. She's got the point now where she's learning the shape of letters. So- the system is trying to sausage factory, as you said, into a job system, factory system, whatever, our kids. And it's, it's creating stress. This is what we're not measuring. We're not measuring our children's stress levels, our lack of happiness or their lack of happiness. You went into a career and came out of it going, fucking hell, I'm, I'm actually not happy doing this. But I did it because that's what everybody said I used to. I was exactly the same thing. I would say, and this is just an observation that we, I mean, I can make it because I've had it longer, but you've been with me for many years doing this as well. I would say probably 70 to 80% of people in careers are not happy Mm that they're in a place where they're doing it because they have to earn a living. And that's because that what they studied, but given a choice, they'd do something different. I don't know if you feel the same way, especially looking at millennials. I mean, is there, in fact, I would say, argue they're the ones that are more vocal about it. I I would say
1: it's a fascinating, because lots of things are coming to my mind right now. and And let me just touch upon the one where, you know, we're talking about applying stress to children. Now, uh, massive stress, um, massive which, stress. are you putting on them? Intense stress, which comes from all angles. From them, it comes from social media. It comes from their friends. It comes from parents. It comes from teachers, all in different ways. And what's fascinating about the child's mind and the brain is that you know there's two sides to it: that emotional side, that logical yeah, side. Right. And what I've discovered with the reading, because I, I want to understand how my baby's brain is developing, yeah. as all children's brain is developing, they are. It's the bridge between those where a child can have a casual conversation or comfortable conversation between the emotional side and the logical side it just doesn't exist. Yeah. It, it can take up to 20 years just above that yeah. to develop that bridge. So we're applying... And it str- can get
0: broken by circumstances, yep. different emotional events, parents that are not nurturing that. Any one of those things can stunt it or break that process. Exactly. So we're applying stress to
1: a mind and a brain that is trying to develop this yep. uh, this particular bridge. And how are they being able to handle that? Yeah. Uh, you know, we expect them to handle that, but they physically can't because their mind is not developed that way. So we have to nurture them.
0: In the same way, a plant, if you give it the wrong nutrition mm. in the ground, it won't flourish as well. And yeah. you can see that in the way it looks, it tastes, etc. Go into a supermarket and have something that's, you, you know, not organic. You can bloody taste the difference. It, Children are the same. It, it's rushed, you know. Yeah, but,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I understand why they have to do it. We've got a whole world to feed, but- for children's education do we need to rush it yeah and now i'm exploring it fascinatingly you know when you go to check the curriculum or whatever it is it's just a table it's exactly. just a box and they have to they have Tick. to meet this That's by crazy. this date they have to meet this by this year by yeah. this term
0: what happens if they don't yeah. You know, what What does that mean to that child? And the danger is that by doing, and this is, I guess, the point, of this message, I think, coming through this podcast is you're killing children's creativity. You're, you're killing their authenticity. So any slight chance that they might want to explore something, they have to conform to a, a set of tests. This it has to be done this way. And so, you, you, you know, you're damaging that massively. I mean, Sir Ken Robinson has been talking about this for probably 15, 20 years or more, and his whole Studies show that children, the minute you put them into a system, their creativity literally gets stunted. And yeah. uh, there's been some fascinating studies done on this. You know, going back to your question, it, you know, is it out of date? I think we've answered that. We believe it is, and and I think if anybody's listening to this uh, wants to challenge it, I, I could comfortably sit with them and ask enough questions for them to go, you know, yeah, that's a good point, mm. because it's just, and the, and the, the danger at the moment is the world has moved on beyond a conventional. Get a job, work for forty years. No one gets a job and
1: works for forty years anymore. No, no the study the studies are showing that. So, so my greatest worry is for my particular generation, the, the millennials, because the millennials came through this sausage factory, this conventional education system, which has has not evolved. And as we exited the school system, the world. Change, Pivoted technologically, on, gosh, yeah. financially, yeah. Uh, in terms of media opportunities, in, t- opportunities in yeah. terms of the way businesses started, uh, the way the gates have been open, in terms of anyone can truly do anything. Yeah. You know that that it's was true. a cliche in the past, but it, th- there was a limit to
0: that. Yeah, now you're anybody- like stood on a bridge between your parents. And almost yeah. to my extent, my way of thinking, the old school. Well, I, I broke that versus the oh my god, look at us over here. Yeah. So, so millennials are sort of falling one one side of the watershed or the other, aren't they? Exactly. But
1: what we don't have, or we've not been equipped with, is the skills to handle yeah. having four or five different careers being able to start four or five different businesses, knowing a couple may fail, getting back on our feet and right. trying again. So the emotional strength, the courage, the, the fortitude, the resilience. Okay, so you're mentioning words there. Now, now these are, I personally class these as emotional strengths and also characteristics or characteristical traits. Yeah. They're not developed in school. No, no they're not. They're, they're, not. They're, they're not. You know, we, we then, are passionate about communication. Yeah. Not developed in school.
0: N- not at all. I mean, I went to visit a school just recently where, you know, talking... to to various people and specifically to the person that runs it it's like there there's there's an awareness that when the kids are coming in from outside into this is a quite progressive school same thing with my daughter's school as well though we're now homeschooler but i've got two one in that school and one we're homeschooling but both both of them when we met parents the feeling was their children were struggling to deal with something more progressive because they're They've been told what to do before. So yeah. when given a chance to explore, well, how would you do this? Or what alternative ways are there to do this? Uh, literally, the kids would just sit there. Did, did, and it, it, took, it could take weeks for some of the kids to even get to the point where, okay, I can I can try a different way then. Wow. It's not wrong if I try a different way. That's, I mean, that's that fucking
1: it. scary. That, so, so I was going to say, did you notice, were they feeling like, if I do this,
0: is it right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is this the right thing? Is this the wrong yeah. thing? And and it's and it's governed by a teacher. Mm. It's according to what the teacher said. And so that this shift into progressive school and progressive education is uh, giving children a chance to not have to seek a permission. Sp- permission. The funny thing is I had two or three conversations with fairly senior people in the last week, and all of them are saying the same thing. It's like we want the children to take control of that answer and explore it and know that there isn't one specific answer. But that's the problem with the exam system. They have to sit down, study something, basically remember something, then go into an exam, get asked a question, and the questions are, are always very similar, stylistic. And they know that question means I have to answer it this way. Yep. That is bloody scary because life is, not I mean, look what's what happening with COVID. That's no, why so many people no, have suffered life this last is year. They've like not been able to pivot. There's those that have pivoted, and those that have got, I haven't got a clue. And hence the you know the conversation about the, the restaurant and the and the pilot, if you think about it. And what's fascinating about that is I, I went through school
1: and my peer group called me smart and they called me intelligent, but they didn't realize I was just very good at passing exams, <laughs> very good at passing exams, because I understood what you just said, which is taking an 80-20 principle or taking a, a way people think and the way the system works is there's only going to be so many questions they're going to ask you. Yeah. So why don't I just practice those questions? I, I could have not even attended school. Whoa! I could have just understood yeah. how to pass the that's exam, tick the boxes, and walked out. And I did yeah. the same
0: thing in university. Yeah. You know, so I, that's a very methodical approach and narrowing down to a fulfilling, uh, almost an approach to getting the right results. Well, well, it's incentives? You know, a
1: lot of humans yeah, are yeah, drive yeah. by incentives. Yeah. I'm one of those people. Yeah. I, you know, okay, if I've got to get an A or B or whatever, whatever I've got to get to pass this exam and tick the box. Yeah. I will do it.
0: Yeah. Because that's the result. So I had a friend who had a photographic memory at university. Wow. He was laughing. And he's <laughs> um, yeah, it's slightly different to your approach because you you're applying a very he could just remember. So he, he could remember past exam questions from like wow. five, ten years ago. We'd sit there with him. <laughs> but when we were faced, and I did civil engineering, so you know what was great about that degree towards the end was we were given a project. You know that that's one thing that I was very blessed about is we had a, a fight. We had a couple of really powerful teachers that have been brought in from the industry. So whereas majority of the lecturers were academics, yeah. we had I think two, stroke three who had gone out into the industry, been there for years, and come back in and really wanted to teach. So they they broke the mold and they that's gave great. us things to do in that last year of my degree where we had to practically think about how would you construct this and we got into groups. and he used to struggle because he couldn't think beyond you know analytically he could remember facts, yeah, but piecing that together and, and creatively shaping up an idea took him a long time to because he just leant on that crutch, which is his memory. I mean it's, I, I used to think that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I can just recall stuff. Yeah. but 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 take uh, take a
1: memory and put it into the real world. Right. Unless the memory is associated with an experience, a challenge or yeah. something emotional, how does it serve? Yeah, Unless it's
0: in a logical job, you know, right. data processing or stuff like that, which yeah. is where people in that mold actually work very well.
1: But but interestingly enough, for those who are listening who maybe are not anti-creative, but, you know, feel like creativity is you know, not the biggest uh, goal. Maybe it's the science, maybe it's the yeah, math. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. Ro, the way you explained the the progressive way of thinking that applies just to science and maths. Uh, uh,
0: Yeah. I I mean, I think you're right. We've got to be careful because I don't want people to go, oh, are you suggesting that it has to be creative and artistic? No. I think what we're saying is that children, along with the conventional types of learning, which do need to change, by the way, I still think the way they're articulated and the structure of the exam system and the structure of the testing system and all this stuff and how people are taught does need to be evolved. And I know it is happening in certain areas but what i think we're trying to get across here is bringing in other skills like communication teaching children how to deal with the situation without it being only just one way Uh, you know i remember the first time we went to our daughter's school i think i told you this years ago like the woman stood up on a on a flip chart and she goes look if you've come out from the outside world and you're looking at us your kids would have been taught this one plus one plus one equals and then everyone went three and she said here we write the word three equals and then question mark. And they have to come up with as many ways to achieve three, mm. which leaves it instead of one narrow formula, it's like, oh my gosh, there's infinite number of ways we could get to yeah. three. And I love that. And that that's I think that's what we're trying to say here is, you know, traditionally you've got the private school education, which is where you can send your kids, but that's still quite conventional. And then you've got the the, the public school type of education, meaning I went through a comprehensive school. I don't know when you went uh, through a community school. Community yeah. school. Yeah. So it's community school, comprehensive school. That's like the general public go there. Uh, 40 people a class. Right. Um, you know, you just, and like, like you said, you, subject to sa- subject. Sausage, sausage matter. Yeah, subject, subject. Sausage, sausage machine. And then you've got progressive schools, which have been around quite a while, to be fair, but they're just, you know, more and more parents are seeking them out we Mm. we have been for well for 12 years i guess since savannah was born but progressive schools can be everything from to give anyone listening to this and i guess this is the conversation we want to point everybody to is if you're thinking well what do we do because we kind of agree with you guys what the hell do we do start looking at progressive schools simple as that start googling them it's amazing how many there are but the challenge is Many are formed by parents that just want to – actually, by the way, you've got homeschooling as well. Okay. So the the, the fourth area is homeschooling, which done in an ideal situation where you can bring people in and mix them up is amazing. I mean, we've seen our daughters catapult this last year because we, we're passionate about it, particularly my partner's incredible at it. But a lot of progressive schools are frustrated homeschoolers that want to get that blend of – as you, you, know, you talked about, the soft skills, the emotional development, the communication, the sciences, the arts, the integration of that, bring it into the real world, making it practical, plus, plus going out and hands-on. Mm. So extreme cases of progressive would be, uh, as we've got around here, your, your forest schools, yep. like really like hands-on, very earthy. And then you've got right to the other side where you've got someone like Atelier 21, which is not too far from us, which is kind of integrating technology with progressive thinking. And it's run by an entrepreneur. And I think that's the challenges you've got. You've got those that want to, there's these very small schools, that some of which are really good, but they can't, there's no gel. Like, and they're, they're trying to fight against people like Ofsted to try and conform yeah, yeah, to yeah. that. And then you've got, uh, you know, someone like Atilia which is very good because it's got you've got the entrepreneurial element being run and it's it's being run in a very professional way allowing the growth of the kids and it's across everything else and then you, you've got Steiner education which is what our children have gone through up until now that is uh, it's a 90 year old philosophy but it's slowly adapting but what it does it gives a very it, it gives the children a chance to be hands-on it nurtures creativity it does it in a very flowing way and and they do it in a way where the child, their own nature comes through as well. It's They're not put into a box. Mm. So you've got this real range. If anyone's listening to this, it's like, well, where do I start? I can't answer that question. You've got to go and see what feels right for your kids. Yeah. For for those listeners listening, there's a few more. There's Montessori. Yes. there's uh, All
1: of those in, in that f- range. Global. Yeah. Uh, if you want to search it's this... through the whole
0: range. Uh, Montessori is probably one of the very early, actually, progressive schools.
1: And, and the one that's probably the name most people listening may recognize uh, would be a Montessori, for example. I, I would... Uh, if you if you want to do a search or a Google search, it would be progressive schools or alternative education yeah. or alternative schools. I mean, some that people look at unschooling,
0: which is really radical as well. Okay, uh, I mean, so when people think it's it's recent... Steiner's a hundred years old. So mm. Waldorf Steiner's a hundred years old. And and that came out of the factory period actually in, in Germany, where how do you give kids an education when the parents are working really hard? Mm. But then it, he here's a flow. he was so decades ahead of his thinking. About getting the child to evolve uh, through creative thinking and seeing the world, like math can be done in the forest; it doesn't have to be done in the classroom. That type yeah, of thing. Yeah. So you've got you've got all this range, uh, that- including Elon Musk. Elon Musk has, has yeah. his own progressive
1: kind of school. Yeah. Uh, different way to get in. You got to your child has to solve these <laughs> crazy problems. I went on the website. I was like. I I can't do this because I haven't been equipped with those skills
0: but it's fascinating to see and then you can then it becomes potentially slightly more elitist so Mm. it, it gets challenging in that respect there is no right or wrong. I think that's really important to get across. I think if you said to me, what's my observation at 55, having I mean, come through the system and got a 12-year-old who we've gone non-conventional is... Uh, and as a PhD and, holder. And yeah, that's very treacherous. Yeah, you know, that's a very good point. Because for those I mean, listening... I, I narrowed right down. You, because for those listening, you're true. thinking, you know, that's
1: is Roe has gone through the education system point. all the way through to a PhD. So for you to be saying this... Is actually fascinating and maybe shocking to some people because you got the yeah. PhD, which means yeah, you've raised a really good point. Means yeah. you could have gone on a career path and had, had well, I did.
0: You would have lived that perfect model um, yeah. because of your PhD and your expertise. Yeah, and I I did, but there was this nagging voice that kept pulling me back, going, "But that's not who you are. I want to be different, and I wanted to be creative. I wanted to be entrepreneurial at a young mm. age, as you know, and wanted to follow my path and pursuit, which was obviously teaching, inspiring people, and and. and and you know interventions, but that I always thought I was taught. Oh, no, but that's kind of a soft thing. Do that on the side. You're not going to make any money doing exactly. That. <laughs> so of course you know stay with the job. But I think it almost gives me more power to challenge the system in a way because I've got this PhD. But it it narrowed me down, mm-hmm. and I've, and you know I don't want my kids to go through that personally. So that so I guess my answer if somebody says, well, is there an idealistic system? I actually don't think one fits all, and I mean that yeah. sincerely. What we've taken our kids through is amazing. Are there gaps? Definitely. But the benefit for us is we can kind of fill those gaps ourselves as Mm. parents because we've got the emotional development. You know, I went to look at another school recently, I've looked at two or three, and some of them are amazing, but then I'm going, "Ah, you know what, there's a gap there as well. And then, then it's like, what does your child want? And that's where it comes back to we having conversations with our, Six and 12-year-old, I'm going, how do you feel about this? 6 year old is sighted different because anything is exciting. Right? Anything, yeah, yeah. I love um, that today. Today, <laughs> yeah. was, today was amazing. I want to go there. Exactly. <laughs> and, then you, and you know her, her nature as well, and you're going to get this with, with with Bodhi. Savannah, our eldest, is, you know, she's got this kind of deep, wise, sort of quiet wisdom. So she's reflective, and it's really interesting to hear her say that. And and we're choosing to go with that mm. as opposed to, yeah, but look over here, look over here. And, yeah. and that is another difficult one for a parent because you've got to drop the whole fear of missing out you've got a fear of not taking exams and not not being as quick in this area yeah because if homeschooling is done parallel to a progressive school so here's a final piece for me before you want if you want to wrap it up but i've we've looked at it like this we've gone down a progressive route But we've seen where the gaps are and we've gone, you know what, what we'd like to do is fill those gaps ourselves with our own way of doing it. Mm. So actually you get a balance and there's outside tutors you can bring in or take them to those places. You know, our kids are doing pottery classes and music classes and gymnastics and piano, all these things, but they're doing certain things they want to do passionately while still getting the learning within that progressive environment. Mm. Because I just do not think that one progressive environment can fulfill everything. Of course. Personally, from what I've seen. Uh, and, uh, some of them come very close. And that's probably because the child is so individual.
1: You know, exactly. They, they are an individual child. Exactly. Um, so yeah. I think there's always a level of once you get some kind of scale, i.e. you put 10 children in a room. Now the individualism or the, that personal yeah. care and got to meet gets needs. diluted. You've got to meet everybody's needs. And then all the way down to a community school where they put 30 to 40 children in a the school. There's no personal care. Or personal uh, yeah, and, and
0: their remit is to get the children to go into the sausage machine. Yes. And then at the other end they'll be qualified as an a b c or a d and then all of a sudden that child carries that label for the rest of their life Mm -hmm. even though d doesn't necessarily mean they're stupid it just means they haven't filled they haven't fitted into that system set of how do we know they're not you know some amazing creator or something else because entrepreneur and that's also stunted it's also stunted uh, which which is great with some of the progressive schools that are now starting to introduce that in which i love because that's never been part of education at all absolutely I think to leave the listeners with an
1: open-ended question, it is uh, linking back to what you said at the start, row, which is uh, what world are you expecting your children to grow up in? Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, what challenges, what uh, opportunities do you see in the future? And how best can we equip our children to be ready to grab the opportunity yeah. or be bounced back when there's adversity? You know, We're going through this time of adversity right now, and some people have handled it incredibly well and yeah. some haven't, how do, we, how do we raise our children to be able to handle it incredibly well? And I think leave with this
0: thought, when was the last time you sat down with your child and just asked them genuinely, are they happy in their learning experience? And if they are great, and if they're not, why are they not happy? Mm-hmm. And, and, and don't look for the instant response when they've had a good day, because that's what we've noticed You know, occasionally. Yeah. It's more about how's their overall demeanour. Are they excited about going into that? Are they skipping in and re-excited? are they kind of being dragged in? How are they coming out at the end of a day? Because some school days are really long. Yeah. and knackering the kids out. You know, they're, they're exhausted, the kids. Okay.
1: So everything that we discuss is on the show notes. I would like to link up those options for parents to go explore, including, you know, that list we've said, everything from private, community, yeah. and progressive, and the ones I'm aware of notes on where to search for it because i think that's the final message road to to the parents and even those adults who're thinking about you know what do they do when it comes to relearning maybe we discuss that another time is
0: uh, go and explore yeah don't don't be afraid to pivot yes you know life changes we moved our kids around i see so many parents sitting in the community you, you you know you live with us in this community now how so many parents have moved out of the conventional system haven't they yeah and the kids are thriving and the parents are breathing out. But the time in making the decision, there was fear and what if and what if and what if. Even my own family were like, are you worried about exams? Are you worried about this? I'm thinking exams to do what? <laughs> to go and get into a system and, and be approved by somebody else. I don't want my children growing up seeking approval from a system. That's not yeah. what would they're kids. You know, they want to, they should be able to be creative and and explore the world and change and pivot and go to, if they want to go into career, great. Then become an entrepreneur, great. Then go and be a teacher, great. You know, just change. That's what the world's about. Every every season we see new seeds come out of the ground and the same tree is sprouted new and it might be pruned back again and it grows again. We're, we're just like that. But Be careful as a parent not to be afraid that your fears are being portrayed onto your kids and you hold them back because you're afraid to actually pivot and make those changes yourself. Amazing. We're going deep, man. (laughs) We're going deep. Right. I'm going to press pause there. There we
1: have it. Is the school system out of date? We think it's expired. So go start exploring. Uh, That's myself and Rose signing out. We shall see you on the next episode.
0: Hello, it's Dr. Rowe here. Harms and I would like to both personally thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Cicado Show. And if you've gained just one insight, something positive that you're able to use on a personal, on a professional level to help your life and maybe other people's lives, then please complete an important action for us which takes less than just two minutes. Please become a supporter of the podcast by going to cicado.com and as a thank you, you'll get access to exclusive supporter perks. And don't forget to simply subscribe to the show, share this product with loved ones, and we would love if you would take a moment to give us a review and let us know just how amazing this episode was. Thanks again for listening. This is Dr. Owen Harms signing out.